Every time I sneeze, I think I'm going to die. Sneezes feel great. I don't know, bro. I swear within the last five years, my body completely forgot how to sneeze. You know, the rhythm of sneeze, it comes. Every pressure is alleviated. I get like half the pressure out and then half of it stays in. And I feel like my heart's going to stop every time. Chandler, I've heard her. I've been dating her now. We're together with her close to three years. I've heard her sneeze one time. because She has like a fear of sneezing. She has a fear of sneezing? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's weird. Can't have that one. No. Do you hear about, o, uh, not, oh, not OJ. I don't know why my mind went to OJ. <laughs> Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson is having surgery because he's had the hiccups for a year. For a year? A year. Oh, my God. Bro, it took me a second to realize the severity of what that actually, how, how that probably impacts his life. Oh. If you have the hiccups for 10 minutes, you're like freaking the fuck out. I'm like, this is the most annoying thing I've ever had to deal with. Can you mm -hmm. imagine an entire year? I had hiccups for like a full day and I was tweaking the entire time. It got to the point like you're tweaking off them dominoes, dude. <laughs> it was too much dominoes. And oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I was coding. Just a lot of arm. heartburn kept coming up. That's that. you had heartburn and the hiccups at the same well, time. Well, the acid is what kept triggering the hiccups. Too much dominoes and then the zins weren't helping. Dude, them Domino's pan pizzas are unbelievable, but that zesty tangy sauce will get you. It gets it gets me every time. Joe, we're back. We're back after a week-long, week-and-a-half-long hiatus. Mm -hmm. We were in Miami. We'll talk about all that here soon. But I got to get this off my chest. I know, you, I know you're geared up and ready to go. So. You know, do, you, do you have any sense of what I want to talk about first? No. <laughs> I mean, my guess would be... Actually, go. No, you See go. if you can read my mind. Is it golf-related or internet-related? It's internet-related. Mm, I don't know. Ja Morant, dude. <laughs> ja Wick 2 just came out. <laughs> back to back, 96, 97, dude. He pulled out a gun again. What is he doing, bro? 112 live viewers. Brother, this guy gets off the playoff court not one week after, is in a car, and pulls out another gun. <laughs> dude, like... The first time it happened and we were commenting on it, I, I totally understood the Twitter community. It wasn't everybody, but there was a small portion of individuals who were like, listen, dude, you're like white living in L.A. You don't know what the fuck it's like in Memphis. You don't know what his life is like in any capacity. It is not your place to be passing down judgment. I actually agree with that yeah, somewhat. That's fair. I, I think it's a fair. It's a fair counterpoint to us commenting on it. But now the second time, dude, all bets are off. <laughs> Gloves are off. We, we got to pass a little judgment, dude. And the guy that was recording it on Instagram Live, bro, as soon as he... Everybody was mad at him. I'm like, brother, as soon as he saw John Morant, like, don't do it, don't do it. Bro, pans over the guns there. He swipes away as fast as he could. He's like, God fucking damn it, not again. Brother, like, I just can't fathom what is going through his mind to pull out another gun on Instagram Live. I mean, it's 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 got to be just there. Uh, no thoughts rattle around in his head. Absolutely, like not. all he has to do is wake up in the morning and make a <laughs> not, intentional decision not to flash a gun. Flash a gun <laughs> yeah. on on live television, live internet. Yeah, I it, I just I had to bring it up, dude. And it's a bigger gun. You got a bigger gun, <laughs> bigger pistol. I don't know, bro. I'm like, I saw it. And 
my first thought was like, honestly, like at this point, I'm like, whatever. He's like, so <laughs> talented too. <laughs> yeah. Like he's so unbelievably good at basketball. And if I if I'm in the NBA, I I my first immediate thought goes to Gilbert Arenas. I feel like Gilbert Arenas' career, the exact moment when it just spiraled out of control and he was out of the NBA was when he pulled out a gun in the locker room. He brought a gun to the locker room. I did not know that. You didn't know that story mm -mm. about Gilbert Arenas? Mm-mm. Yeah. So what he just pulled, I mean, like how... He just had a gun in the locker room. I don't, I don't remember the exact details of it, but I just... This is not good for Ja Morant. Plexico Burris. Plexico Burris shot himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker was disgusting on the Steelers and Madden. He was nasty. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, first time, of course, you know, I wonder, oh, he's young, his life in Memphis, whatever, got the best of him. But now, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Dude? It's like SpongeBob SquarePants, dude. All he knows is basketball and pulling guns out <laughs> and fine dining. <laughs> and fine dining. I saw too. He lost like forty million from not getting first team All Pro this year. Yeah, he had a chance to get like a two hundred thirty million dollars supermax contract. Yeah. Oh man, that's fucked, dude. One hundred seventy seven. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> that's tough. And it it is kind of crazy when you think about it, but he'll it, be. I, I hopefully he can figure it out. Apparently, I just don't think he's got the right people in his ears talking to him, but. Listen, we got to get off John Moran. We it, it had its time on this podcast, but the other elephant in the room, we're on couches. We are. On couches. We talked about this quite a bit. I feel like this podcast is a lot more relaxed than the Courage and Eight Shot Show. So the set needs to fit the vibe, the mm -hmm. overall vibe. How you how you liking it right now? I like it. I mean, I'm wearing this golf polo that I bought for my trip to Bandon. This is the stuff that I was talking about. Uh, and these horizontal stripes, I think, normally when I'm slouched over, you can see my man boobs, but I feel like they're covering up pretty well. I definitely feel a I'm lot not, shorter compared to you right now. I'm not seeing anything from here. Yeah, that's nice. Um, couches are good so far. Couches are good. I'm right in the middle of this one, though. Yeah, that's we'll, good. That's fine. We'll be all right. I'll tell you what. Haley and I, when we moved into our first house uh, about a year ago, I said I was going to buy the home. And Haley was jumping at the at the opportunity to just pay for something. I'm like, honey, listen, there's going to be plenty of places that you can pick up some slack. But for me, I've always just wanted to provide for my significant other. That I feel like that's my duty. You know, everybody wants to talk about gender roles and all this shit. And it didn't really have anything to do with that. It's just like, you are going to be my wife. You're going to be the mother of my children. I'm going to buy us a home. But she said she wanted to buy furniture. I'm like, all right, guess what? We still have no new furniture in this house. And it's not because she doesn't have the money to buy it. We're putting all our bank accounts together. I know her financial profile. <laughs> we could buy plenty of couches. You're just blowing her spot up right now? Well, listen, we're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Real comfortable jeans. The problem is she loves to plan, but she cannot make a decision around what the room should look like without me throwing in a couple couple thoughts and opinions so i think i'm just gonna buy the couch the cloud we have a cloud couch that her mom uh bought for her when she moved into her first apartment back in like 2014 mm -hmm. and everybody talks about the cloud couch like when i i feel like when i hit a new threshold of income all of a sudden everybody that i was hanging out with that was doing better than i 
was had a cloud couch justin mm. bieber devin booker i'm like okay well, i gotta see what this is all about the cloud couch is great for the first like 60 minutes of sitting but if you're watching a movie or you're hanging out from like six o'clock until 10 o'clock bedtime this thing is awful you got to get up you got to fluff them you can beat the living yeah. shit out of these things get the feathers in the air it's it just listen i i think they've updated the material that they use inside and the material on the covers but <clears throat> Be be weary of these cloud couches if you ever have the opportunity to buy one. Yeah, that cloud turns into a rock real quick. Brother, so we need to get some new furniture in the house. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was relevant right now, but that's what... I, oh, I, the reason why I want to bring it up, dude, there's no good reviews for couches. You know, you know it's like if you want to buy like a, you know, a couch from Ikea or a general outlet store that carries furniture, something that I would go to in the Midwest and buy furniture from... Mm -hmm. That's fine. You can find tons of reviews, but for the level of quality we're looking for, I'd say, you know, I want this to be a couch we have for like the next 10 years. So I don't have a problem spending a little bit of money on it. But the issue is there's just not like a great place to see a lot of opinions and reviews on these couches. 100% first world fucking problem. No yeah, denying it. You just gotta, but it is kind of annoying. You just got to leave your cave and go sit on some couches. I like, uh, what is it? Restoration hardware. Yeah, Restoration Heart, that, they have the cloud couch there, mm. but that shit is, I, I just can't justify spending that type of money on something I know that is already annoying from the current version that we have. Yeah. I'm going to get it figured out, though. What kind of what kind of couch guy are you? I don't know. I've never really had an opinion on couches. I mean, when I moved into my first apartment, when I moved to LA, I furnished it in a day. I just went to this store called Room and Board and just mm. bought everything. I liked the couch that I had, but it kind of scarred me from ever buying a gray couch ever again. Yeah. These are kind of gray, I suppose. But I used to sleep on my couch a lot when I was dealing with bouts of depression. Mm -hmm. Kept my Christmas lights up in the apartment year-round. So, Fell asleep on the couch every night for like a year. I used to be a big couch sleeper too, but yeah. back home growing up, we always had like, okay, here's a here's something to consider. Ooh, We would always get like the deepest couches you could possibly get. I mean like the widest. These things were like the width of a twin-size bed when you take like the back cushions off. Yeah. Sleep like a baby on those for years. For sleeping, for sure. But I think for sitting and lounging, which is what we normally use the couch for, Haley doesn't like to fall asleep on the couch. Any Every time I fall asleep on the couch, she wakes me up like, we should go to bed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, honey. Smart decision. But. It is a smart decision, but can I just sleep on this fucking thing for 30 minutes, please? I love falling asleep on the couch. You yeah. know, It's just the most natural way to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But the deep couches are not great for just sitting. It's like the angle for my SIBO, yeah. ass reflux, start burping. <laughs> I, I got to sit up, got gas in me that needs to come out. I don't know. I'm going to figure out the couch. I stopped sleeping on the couch once my like back started hurting. From like, I'd wake up in the middle and I'd be like, holy shit, I feel like my back is about to snap in half. That's when I realized, among other things, that I should probably start taking care of my body a little bit better. Yeah, I went to a chiropractor for the first time ever yesterday. Did crack your neck? Oh, yeah. How was it? You know... It's if depending on how long whoever is watching this at home right now, they have heard me go on multiple rants over the last 15, 16 years on the internet about chiropractors. I don't actually feel this way, but it's just one of those moments where you could banter and talk some shit. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I've always been against chiropractors. I mean, I know there's some good ones out there, but a lot of these guys just or, 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 or girls just aren't real doctors. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're about to crack my fucking spine, my neck, but you didn't go to medical school for like 12 years and do a residency at a hospital. You are not touching my shit. Yeah. Uh, but 
the two guys that I'm going on this golf trip with on this this coming weekend, they were like, listen, dude, you got to go see Dr. Orlando. This guy's the <laughs> fucking man. I'm like, Dr. Miami, dude, I'm about to go get a BBL. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Orlando <laughs> lived up to the reputation. He was the fucking man. Uh-huh. I told him, I, I'm like, dude, honesty hour, I've always thought that this was bullshit. So, and he, and, and he stopped me right there. He's like, most chiropractors are not, you should never go to mm-hmm. most chiropractors. Uh, but this guy went to medical school. He's got a bunch of certificates and degrees and shit. <laughs> Super nice guy. He readjusted me. He actually just texted me too to follow up, see how I'm feeling. I felt pretty good. I feel loose and limber. I mean, I don't think I experienced the pure euphoria that people say that happens when you get an adjustment. A lot of people talk about it. like, Oh, it's like nicotine. You know, when you first start hitting a vape, smoking a cigarette, hmm. it's if you feel incredible. And then as you continue to smoke, you need more nicotine to get that buzz. But It just shoots you up with heroin before it cracks your body. Yeah, I, I, like, hey, Doc, I don't know what this needle's for. but <laughs> My Doc, Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and I went out back, smoked a blunt, and then it cracked me up. Yeah. Sent they, me on my way. What, what happened to the heroin? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. Okay, sorry. But chiropractor's pretty good. I've never been. I really want to go, but yeah, I don't know if you really need to see a chiropractor because I brought you up. Because I told him, I'm like, dude, I I don't ever, I don't have any pops. Like, I don't, I can't crack my back. I've never cracked my neck. Mm-hmm. But you'll be in my fucking office and just hold on to something and turn, and I feel like your vi- vertebrae is just popping at every L one two three every single one of them. It's oh, disgusting. Yeah. I've I have a weird obsession with cracking things. Okay. And killing Skull. small animals. Skulls. <laughs> cracking my back, cracking my fingers. Skulls of small animals. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, dude. Party already. <laughs> uh, so we came back from Miami. All around, yep. very successful trip. We had Tanner, Nathan out there, who are on the production team when we filmed the Courage and Eight Shot show. Want to give a shout out to some people that you guys absolutely have no idea, but just for my... Uh, for my own personal sentiments across the board, the entire trip was a huge success. Grace, Sammy, Kelsey with AT&T. Obviously, you really stepped up as well. John was pretty happy. You know, Miami can be a dangerous and treacherous place if you're in your mid-20s like you are. Uh, we were hanging out with Zed. He went on at like 2 a.m. at a show. Haley and I were in bed two hours before that. We went straight to sleep. <laughs> but overall, dude, we carried the logs and the boats. We and did carry the boats. You stayed out all night with Jack and still showed up every single day. Well, yeah, John was like, You're on top of your shit. It was good. Well, I feel like I kind of just like did my job. You know, John was like, You did great work, John. I'm like, I feel like kind of just like doing my job but i'll take it you know i appreciate it under promise over deliver dude for sure you did you did you did your job but uh, you know we got to celebrate those things it's a good trip and that was my first time in miami and i don't feel like i can ever go back after the weekend we had as like a a common man to experience heineken took care of us across the board heineken Dude, they over-delivered and over-promised. They, I mean, listen, was... I know that didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> they, they gave us a world-class experience, dude. We got paddock club access. They got me and Jack out on the grid. The hotel rooms were just overflowing with Heineken Silvers. No oh. bitter endings. I mean, I don't know if I could ever go to F1 again unless it's as an invited guest from Heineken because... It was just unreal. It was insane. 
apparently, too, everybody was saying that the paddock club access that we had, this was like the best setup F1s ever have. Ever oh, had. Oh, really? Yeah. It, and compared to Miami from last year, mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles were just second to none. Yeah. I heard everything was just absolutely dialed in this year compared to last. But between the race and, like you said, experiencing Miami nightlife for the first time and going out with Jack and everybody, it was... I mean, I'm going to go back. I'm like, this is... I'm not going to be able to live Miami the way I just did. I think I might just have to leave that city to rest for a couple of years and just go about my merry way. Brother, it everywhere was... Everywhere else in the country. It was so bizarre because last time I, I was in Miami uh, proper, because I went there... Uh, for a wedding a couple months prior, but we we got onto a boat and we weren't we didn't stay in Miami long. But prior to that, I went there for one of my best friends' uh, bachelor parties. Fwiz, I think mm-hmm. I told this story on the podcast about Drake, uh, the yeah. owner's table at eleven. Do you, have I ever told you this one? I don't think so. Nathan Tanner, do you guys remember this? Long story short, I don't plan for anything. I don't make plans i don't organize shit but for the first time ever i did for ryan white's bachelor party and 11 is this strip club that's also a club it it's the greatest place on earth you know like you could <laughs> no i mean i'm being dead serious like i don't even like strip clubs all that much but you go there as if you're going to uh, like a club mm-hmm. but there's strippers everywhere yeah the first time we went there like Cardi B was performing on stage. Like it is a well-known establishment in Miami. So I don't I just don't think leading with the strip club is the right description, but I digress. We were going to Miami. I planned ahead like a couple months. I want to get us a table at 11 for one of the nights of the bachelor party. It would be the second night while we're there. I get hooked up by this guy named Jared Jeffries, who was a co-owner of Echo Fox, and he was co-owner of Eleven. Shoot him a text. He gets us all saddled up. We've got an owner's table dead center in the middle of the floor. And there's only two owner's tables in the entire building. And so the first night that we end up getting there, it's a bachelor party. Everybody's ready to go, dude. Everybody's been having this circle on the calendar, ready to drink, party, pure debauchery. Mm -hmm. So we all get nice and toasty. And we're trying to figure out what the move is because the only plans I made was for that second night. And everybody just wanted to go straight to 11. (laughs) We get there at like 8 p.m., dude. This place is absolutely empty, and it's just naked women, and that's it, and us. We stay there till like 4 a.m., dude. We put in an eight-hour shift, right? We're all fucked up, go to bed. Did you clock in? Did you, uh, brother, did you put I, your ticket when um, you walked I, in? I was getting timestamps, dude, in every booth. We, we wake up the next morning just all dignity lost, yeah, just war-torn, and we're trying to figure out what the move is for the rest of the day. We go to a restaurant, get brunch, get back on in the saddle, start drinking. They're the only way through a hangover. They're the only way is through, especially on a bachelor party. And so when it came time for the nighttime excursion, I'm like, guys, we got to go back to 11. I have this fucking table. I've had it for months. We are going to 11. Let me tell you something. I lost that battle. We end up going to fucking live. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And live was the club that was at the hotel, the Fontainebleau that we stayed at in Miami. So that was a bizarre situation for me because I finally remembered where I was when we came back this past week. Mm-hmm. But. The reason why I tell this story is because we go to live, get fucked up again, out till 5 a.m., wake up the next morning, open up my phone, and I see 
that at the other owner's table, Drake had a surprise album pop-up celebration performance <laughs> for Scorpion, dude. And he played like both sides, front to back, on stage. And our table would have been right next to his. And we decided not to go because we, 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 we blew our load on the first night. <laughs> Figuratively. Figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe literally. Nah. <laughs> How much... Uh pain did that cause me enough to tell the story like eight years later no, so how much cash did you guys throw you think i don't fucking know not to get into the details but i feel like i mean we were talking about 11 and i was like i don't think i can go there because i just don't think i have the funds like i feel like i need like a few thousand in singles if i'm gonna go to 11 well but. i don't remember what we spent but you got to remember the group that went it was like ryan had a great job at youtube yeah hector obviously crushing I was doing pretty well on YouTube at the time. So it was kind of like this unspoken rule that we got to make sure Ryan has the best time of his life. So we we definitely spent some cash. Yeah. I, the running joke is, I, I've told this story to Haley, is that the stripper that I had private dances with, her name was Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's her mom's name. <laughs> so, that's Haley's mom's name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Obviously, I didn't do it. I mean, dude, scared shitless. Like, I got a stripper, like, give me a lap dance, and I'm like, I need to go home. <laughs> like, boom, do you play Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, no, but it was uh, that was a fun trip. But Miami was great. Sure, I'm glad this podcast doesn't have any sponsors for that story. But we didn't, honestly didn't do anything wrong. Just did you guys what? take any blue chews? If we're going to talk about sponsors. No, bro, I was a pretty simple man, dude. I didn't like to break the rules or take yeah. any medicines back then. Nothing. You're, you're a moral man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I actually was. Yeah, Susan was very nice. So much different Miami trip for you this time around. Yeah, we were uh, we were on our fucking fitness shit, bro. I lost two pounds in Miami. Did you really? Yeah, every single morning, Haley and I were up at 6 a.m. We walked pretty much five miles every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I was telling you, the Venice boardwalk, when you're out here, everybody wants to go to Santa Monica and Venice and go to the beach. Venice is like a super interesting place where there's just everything happening. It honestly feels like the circus. You mm -hmm. got people walking around homeless people everywhere you got like syringes on the fucking beach side people uh, you know at the uh, iron gym or whatever the fuck they call it gold's gym mm -hmm. it, it, it's, oh, a beach. It's, a, it's a magical place in good ways and bad ways like it's just culture all baked into one mm -hmm. but there's definitely you don't want to be walking around there early morning and late night it's just yeah. not a great place but in miami and south beach where our hotel was they had a boardwalk that was just clean peaceful serenity now dude it was fucking incredible so we yeah. walk i'm getting ready for this banded trip because you don't have golf carts out there i think we're gonna walk like 75 miles in four days if not more playing Damn. 36 holes every day no carts so i just got these new orthotics we were walking every morning it was great man mm -hmm. i was drinking fucking hemp seed fucking plant protein smoothies every morning <laughs> dude my poops were rock hard no wiping it was incredible i've never felt healthier in my entire life are you still walking yeah good christopher walking <laughs> christopher walking. overall great trip all right we got to stop talking about miami valentine had a pretty big win versus furia mm -hmm. that was fucking awesome to see i didn't get to watch the match live uh the last couple weeks have been actually great for me maybe not for my role at Hundred Thieves, but just taking a couple couple weeks off the internet, you know, I haven't really been tweeting that much. I've been on Instagram a little bit, but yeah, I, when you're on a work trip, you're just locked in in person 
with the world around you. Mm -hmm. And it's been great to just have like a deep breath and not have to worry about all the terrible shit happening in the world. I opened up my Twitter timeline for, I think, 20 minutes when we got back to the room one of the days in Miami. And it was just... The For You page has actually been pretty good, I would say, what, what the changes that Elon has made, but also bad in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. it curates just the worst shit in politics, news. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This yeah. I, I feel dirty just reading my For You page sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to just take a step back and enjoy the world around us and not through the, the lens of the internet. Dude, it, it's the, important. The internet... I don't know how you guys are honestly able to do it and have such a career, like have a career for so long. Cause like you said, those two weeks, my mood was just significantly better with us traveling and not being on my phone yeah. nearly as much. But my, my retreat typically is like going on part of it too. could be, well, typically I'll just like go on Twitter before bed. Lately it's just been reading about the Detroit Lions every day and <laughs> rookie mini camp, seeing how things are going. Oh dude, so, the boys are buzzing, huh? Oh, 13 and 4. They're going to be 13 and 4. That's your that's your uh crystal ball. Jen and I uh our chief content officer, she's a big Steelers fan, um and tapped into the NFL as well. We set a calendar invite or a meeting for January 8th, which is the end of the regular season to come back together and, and talk about the Lions. so And the Steelers. And the Steelers. I'm excited for you guys. What a day that'll be. Yeah, so, but point being, uh, I haven't been on the internet that much. And even, like, going through Twitter yesterday and this morning, like, putting topics together, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, there is just way too much going on right now. So, Well, what do you got? Uh, what do you got? See. Let's see. Let's see. Man, I'm surprised that uh, th- this Nuggets Lakers series is going to be fun to watch. I'm I'm very curious to see. I, to be honest with you, after watching the first two rounds of the playoffs, I really think that the Lakers are the only team that can beat the Nuggets. Mm. Yeah, I just it's don't. AD if I mean, if AD can stop Jokic. That's it. That's, that's it. it. I mean that. I mean you got a couple bodies you can throw on Jokic. You got LeBron, AD, mm-hmm. but the Suns like Aiden. He just couldn't couldn't handle the load. Uh, what's the Suns GM? What's his name? He used to play for. He used to play for the Heat. I forget his name. Regardless, though, there was a guy that he was. Uh, he was the GM for the. Raptors, right? And then went to the Suns, or am I... No, that's Masai Ujiri. Uh, yeah, I think okay. Ujiri, Ujiri. I'm shut the fuck up. James Jones. James. Jo- oh, James Jones was a dog. James Jones. The thing that gave me the most respect for him, and this dates back to the Cowboys giving Dak Prescott a max contract, which I don't think he's worth, but they just had to. When they were renegotiating Aiton's contract, he's like, I'm not giving you a super max. Like, you... It's like, we're not paying you that. And Aiton had, like, a huge fit. I think this was maybe last summer two summers ago and thank god because he looked like fucking shit that entire series i i don't know if he looked like shit i mean he got benched in like closing minutes they couldn't even keep him out there yeah i look you know what it's it's actually tougher for me if if we were talking about uh i didn't get to watch a lot of the games uh mm-hmm. that happened in the nuggets sun series or the lakers and uh uh and Warriors, 
because of we were in Miami. Yeah. And it was actually so bizarre. Like the game started so late on the yeah. East Coast. So I, I was used to a game starting at like 4.30 and then 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. But we were just locked into meetings. So I, I really can't even speak to the series too much because I didn't get to watch it. Yeah. But going back to what we were talking about originally, I just think that the Lakers are more equipped defensively to deal with Jokic. Yeah. 100%. And I just don't know if the Heat or the Celtics can do that themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I still think I still I said this a couple weeks ago, but I think Nuggets are still my favorite to win. But if Lakers can get past them, I think they'll obviously be the favorite. But you got to stop Jokic passing or scoring. You got to stop one of the two. And I would have loved to see an Embiid, Jokic, yeah, MVP, MVP the Sixers, runner up. The Sixers matchup would have been fun to watch. Yeah. But I mean, them and the Suns falling apart was just tough to watch these last couple of days. But I think it's the I mean, first time ever, not to cut you off, it's the first time ever that the uh, MVP is not in the Eastern or Western Conference Finals with Embiid. First time ever, I think. Okay. I think I saw that headline. Yeah. But it had 15 points game seven. Harden yeah. had nine against the Celtics. So. Didn't, didn't uh, Tatum have like 52 or something? 51. 51? Yeah. Steph Curry just broke that record game seven, then Tatum broke it again. Mm -hmm. Pretty, the playoffs have been fucking amazing. I know we've talked about it a lot, yeah. but we got game one tonight, Lakers, Nuggets. It's going to be fun to watch. What else you got on here? So uh, for core gaming stuff. Mm, core um, gaming, dude. Really using those brand those brand words, dude. Core gaming. Endemic wow. gaming. <laughs> Endemically core I gaming. Go fuck myself. Um, <laughs> I would watch. Uh, okay, ranked. <laughs> <laughs> ranked. Ranked Warzone? Oh, hell. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you... I haven't played it, dude. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to play it. I deleted the game off my computer, and I'm like, no chance I'm re-downloading this, but... Once again, it's just another situation where Call of Duty just took too long to roll out some features. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, it brought some people back. I saw the, the timeline was buzzing when Ranked dropped. Everybody was saying how much fun it was. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I'm going to dive in. I just don't have the time, and I wish I did, because Warzone, the first November, December, were fucking amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun. It's probably the most fun I've had playing Call of Duty uh, in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember watching like day two or day three, Symphony was already at diamond or something and they were just sitting in a lobby uh queued up and they just couldn't find a match yeah so i think they got some kinks to work out but you know with modern warfare 3 that's coming out i mean sledgehammer's developing that uh, i don't know what they're doing with warzone i actually feel kind of behind the curve here i don't know what's happening i think they're coming out with a another iteration new maps for warzone once yeah. modern warfare 3 drops yeah so as long as they continue to build off of what they've created with ranked play mm -hmm. i think it'll bring some people back and keep the retention will be much better so also off of modern warfare 3 so did activision just say fuck it we're not having mw2 for two years of cdl yeah i mean this happened a couple months ago you know they said that I think it was before MW2 dropped or right as it was releasing, they had made an announcement that this was going to be the first time ever where there was going to be a two-year gap in a new release. But then Modern Warfare 2 sold over a billion dollars in the first like 48 hours. And like a couple weeks later, they were talking about uh, basically a new iteration of Call of Duty that would cost another 70 bucks. At that time, I think it was just going to be like an in-game <laughs> bundle add-on yeah. Now it's like a completely independent, brand new Call of Duty title. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just the Activision way. Well, yeah, the Microsoft deal just got approved in Europe, too, so I'm sure they're like, fuck it, we're getting a new game on Game Pass. I, dude, I don't know, man. I, I just... I will say, it is nice to see rank play being released everywhere, and not to toot my own horn because a million people have said it, but... <laughs> oh, oh! No fucking way, dude. You add rank play to any video game ever and it makes people want to play it more mm -hmm. that's wild that's crazy what that's a, crazy though. <laughs> what what, a, what an insane thought dude that what people want an innovative wanna, idea brother it's it's fucking nuts man it, like yeah. it really is that it's taken till 2023 to introduce rank play to call of duty i mean listen i know there's nuance there we had it in like world war ii and vanguard all this sr bullshit but like proper ranked mm -hmm. for Rank play multiplayer and battle royale, wild that it actually gets people really excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess I don't need to sound so fucking sarcastic and passive aggressive, but like, dude, it, the writing's been on the wall for years now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to play. All right. Yeah. And, well, we <laughs> got that. Close that chapter. Said to put that on the tape real quick. <laughs> Let the people know. But I mean, it's it's more so. Once I saw that game run on your computer with your 4080 graphics card at the time, and then going back to mine, I was like, "This is just a completely different game." Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But, These games just you need a lot of a lot of horsepower. Meanwhile, I can run Apex at like 240 frames, no problem. Game looks great. They're really, ranked. I they, didn't know that. They just dropped a new rank system too. It's all fucked up. Sweet dreams. I think he's a pro for NRG. Hit Pred in 50 games without with zero damage and zero kills. Okay. That sounds fucked. Yeah. Just well, dude, placement. I, I will say I feel unprepared to talk about gaming topics because of the the lack of time I've spent on the internet in the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. But uh, MW3 will be interesting to see what happens with Sledgehammer. You know, they get a lot of flack for what they did with World War II, but AW was a really good game. I think Sledgehammer is probably the most comparable in my mind when it comes to gunplay and the feeling of just the fluidity of the game that you get with Infinity Ward. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think Activision is going to let them take too far of a departure off of what Infinity Ward is built with MW2 because the core gameplay is actually really fun. And mm -hmm. that's always been the case with, with Infinity Ward. So I, I'm optimistic for MW3. The CDL made a statement a couple weeks ago about, yep. hey, we know our league is in shambles, yada, yada, yada. I'll be curious to see what happens with that. But LA Thieves has been a weird couple weeks too, man. We go win a major, now we're like 0-3 in league matches. Yeah, We're starting a loser bracket for Toronto, which is next week. Very bizarre. You would think, <laughs> I wish there was some mechanism to guarantee us a winner since we won the last event, but you reap what you sow. If you can't mm -hmm. win online, that you got some problems. But we've always been a team that performs better than we normally do when once we get to land so who knows maybe the boys can make a run but yeah. it, it is wild to think that you could just look so dominant uh a week and a half prior and then just look so flat mm -hmm. uh in present day i don't know i feel like well obviously last year they went back to back but champs is a little bit different but definitely coming off a win listen like if we we're going into champs right now i'd be nervous but the yeah. fact that we're going into just another major, and we won one already. Just correction off the, that that winner's high. The boys will figure it out. Yeah, it's crazy how quick major five is coming up, and then champs right after that. All three of these back. -to -back yeah, they're -to -back. really squeezing it all together. Mm -hmm. You got Toronto, 
next week, and then it, I think it's only like a three-week break until champs. <laughs> like, what are these guys going to do from the middle of June all the way till November or mm-hmm. October? Are you going to champs? Yeah, I'll be at champs. Uh, it's the same weekend as the U.S. Open, which is at LACC, and uh, I think I might be doing something with 2K. So I'm no, I don't know if I'll be there Wednesday, but I'll definitely be at champs at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I think... Hopefully Seth is doing a watch party there. I'd love to hop on one of those watch parties because I was originally going to go do it in Dallas, but I had to go to Shibby's wedding. Mm-hmm. But Valorant, we got to beat MIBR this weekend. Yep. If we beat them, I think we have a really good chance of making playoffs. I don't know all the other scenarios and what has to happen in other matches, but all I know is that we need to beat MIBR. Yeah. Because we're four, I think there's four teams, four or five teams that are four and four as well. Okay. So I'd have to look at the standings, but I, yeah. I'm I'm glad that the boys, after they won versus Furia, they talked about the fact that that's the potential that they know is there. They yeah. finally played in a match to the level that they expect from themselves. Yeah, and you see it a lot of times with with players, especially in esports. Once you build a little bit of confidence and know that you can unlock uh, your true potential, mm-hmm. it's almost like a green light. Yeah. Things are just moving easier. You're a little bit more free in the decisions that you're making. When you're losing, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, and that causes you to make decisions that you wouldn't normally make in practice. I saw a clip of uh, Kobe Bryant talking about, if you play not to fail, you're putting pressure on yourself uh, because you don't know if you'll perform at the level you want to, but if you play to win, you're using the fear of losing to fuel uh, what you want to happen, and that also causes you to make decisions and 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 play poorly. You mm-hmm. got to find somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. You can't play to win, and you can't play to uh, not to fail, because you're setting yourself up for uh, yeah too much pressure on yourself. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think the boys just need to try to figure out that flow state, find somewhere in between. I actually, I I don't like to watch a bunch of these motivational posts that. It was much worse years and years ago, uh, but I actually thought that was a pretty interesting take because all of the worst performances I have, not even in video games, but even on the golf course, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm playing not to fail. Yeah. You just got to go in and confident in what you practice and hopefully things just start working for you. Do you think there's more pressure on esports players within the 100 Thieves organization because they play for 100 Thieves? I hope so. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is inherently uh, goes against everything that the players need to feel that I was just talking about. But mm-hmm. if you come play for 100 Thieves, like you should, you, you got to want it more than you want to breathe. And you, like, you know, I, I've, I've tried to tell the Valorant boys, like, we believe in them so much, even when they've had poor performances. I love hanging out with those guys. They're so laid back, they're so down to earth, they're easy to chat with. And they're, they're just dynamic with each other. It's so much fun to watch on and off the game. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to take those losses in stride when we're a fan of the team that's representing the name and the jersey. So uh, I think there's more pressure when you play for 100 Thieves just because we're considered to be you know one of those tier one, S tier, upper echelon organizations. Uh, but... I think we do a pretty good job on the back end of making sure that they know that we're not judging your ability to play for our team just off a couple matches yeah. over the course of a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. 
100%. But yeah, I want them to <laughs> have a little fire under their ass. For sure. I think that's why it was always tough for me to get uh, like a true connection with League of Legends players. It's not because they don't want to win. They're just so uh, much more within their own heads. They're much more cerebral. They're not as outwardly uh, outspoken like Call of Duty players are. Uh, so I always would like scratch my head. I'm like, do they even fucking care about winning right now? Like what, what is going on? But they're just different types of people, mm -hmm. different, just because somebody's not loud and gearing up and revved up doesn't mean that they don't want to win just as badly as the guy playing another game for us. So yeah. All right. Um, also I wanted to ask too. What's up? Talked about Miami. Yep. Went to Dallas for a little bit. Yeah. You caught up with Scump and Hector. Oh yeah. How was that? It was awesome, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people have those friendships in their life, but certain people you have uh, in your world, you just pick up where you left off. You know, no matter how much time you spend away from each other, there's just this this bond that can't be broken. And that's what I feel when I'm hanging out with Hector and Scump and a lot of these optic guys. Mm -hmm. It's uh, we went through something very unique together and that's just something that we're going to carry with us for the rest of our lives. But I got to see Scump's new house. It's not new for everybody that's watching him at home, but new in the sense that I hadn't been there yet. Um, Hector's doing great. It, I'll tell you what, it's, I don't want to talk about Hector's personal life too much, but it, 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 it's, it's wild to see Liv, his daughter. Uh, she's like 13 now and like gearing up, ready to be an adult. <laughs> and I remember her when she was so young and in the last 10 years, I haven't been around a lot of children uh, and I don't go home very often. So, you know, when you're growing up, you watch everybody around you get older, but they're, you know, adults above your age. Mm -hmm. But when you watch somebody now that I'm 30, see a, a, like a young girl grow up like that and see her in person for the first time in a long time, I'm like, holy shit, man, you got a real ass family and, and like <laughs> <Yeah>. Liv is <laughs> yeah. about to be in high school. Like, this is crazy. Like, last time I saw you, you didn't even have consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, you weren't sentient yet. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. But I, I wish we could have spent more time together. But, you know, we had work to do. We played in the Byron Nelson Classic. Both pros that we played with, uh, Davis and Austin Smotherman, were super fucking cool. Mm -hmm. They, you know, one's 26, one's 28. During COVID, they were playing video games. Like, Austin was, I used to watch Symphony all the time. Uh, Fortnite and Call of Duty, Tim the Tab, yeah. man. He, 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 without even unprompted it was like i gotta come over to the content house yeah i'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. like dude you just you just striped like a three wood from 270 <laughs> on a, like five feet away from the panda and you're over here talking to me about you know video games this is amazing yeah so that was a really great experience uh at&t they they continue to deliver for us give us great experiences too that was fucking awesome mm -hmm. course was prime time yeah. Jason Day won the Craig Rant. I was I was really hoping one of the guys that we play with would have made it, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't think they made the cut. Unfortunately, it's it's wild to see too. You know, you watch on TV, and everybody knows the top fifteen golfers in the world, and how good they are because of their performances week in and week out. But you don't realize like a field of one hundred twenty five guys how every single one of them is a dog. Like they are just so damn fucking good at golf, and you're not even playing to be the best. You're, you're playing to who's going to make the least amount of mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's really what golf comes down to. And these guys just don't make fucking mistakes. It really just comes down to putting and those approach shots like uh, around the green wedges. Yeah. But, uh,
Byron Nelson was fun. It really, it really gets put into perspective when you see him from like two fifty out, just put it within five feet of the pin. Yeah, and you're just like holy fuck. They just don't fucking miss, man. It's mm -hmm. like almost every swing is perfect, and I, I just for the life of me can't understand it. You know, <laughs> I'll have a day where I'm at the range or at the course, and everything I, I feel like I can't miss. Mm -hmm. And then I'll show up to the range the next day or play golf on Sunday when I just played the day before and nothing feels right. And I'm like, well, how the fuck? Wh how, why did this happen? How did my swing change this much yeah. 24 hours later? And those guys, they just, they, it is so ingrained, it, it, almost in their DNA mm -hmm. to swing a golf club. Well, it's also wild to think, too, like guys like Spieth wins the Masters and then goes and completely changes his swing. And like, yeah, bro, <laughs> like, wild. They're always tweaking to like, term, not tweaking, but like tweaking out, but tweaking their swing. Thank you, Joe, for <laughs> the proper explanation of tweaking there. <laughs> I'm tweaking. I'm <laughs> tweaking right now. I'm fucking tweaking. Um, yeah, it was a great trip. Um, My tummy is rumbling, dude. <laughs> What'd you eat last night? Uh, Haley made grilled chicken uh, and pasta. Okay. Some red sauce with some grilled chicken, some buttered bread. Put any Parmesan on there? No Parmesan, bro. <laughs> Fuck Parmesan. I, I, I... You call me Jeffrey Dahmer. You don't like <laughs> fucking Parmesan. Bro. Listen, brother. Listen, listen. If, if there's a correlation between my reaction to the smell and taste of Parmesan uh, in regards to symptoms of serial killers, then fine, dude. Maybe I'll kill some small animals with you. I don't know. I've never had the desire to, but par I, I truly, like, I have an allergic reaction, I think, to Parmesan cheese. I don't know how somebody can smell and taste Parmesan cheese and be like, dude, fuck me up. Keep scraping that onto my <laughs> pasta, my salad. Bro, we went to Carbone when we were in at AT&T. Carboner. Carboner. Blue Chew Carboner. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was making the table-side Caesar salad, and he took an entire... Parmesan wheel. If you weighed this fucking thing out, dude, <laughs> the cheese was heavier than the salad. I, <laughs> yeah, I, it was the. I, it was actually the first time where I was outwardly. I felt like after I said it, I was rude to a waiter, bro, because <laughs> I worked in service. I, I I try to be as nice as possible, dude. If you come around me and you're a fucking asshole or you're short with our, our servers. That's at our table. The strike one, two, and three, brother. You're 100%. fucking out. It, yeah. it drives me nuts. Yeah. But when I'm watching this guy make this salad, because our waitress was not great, she was not great. No. But you know, okay, you no. you no. you fucking bear the pain. Yeah. You're like, listen, she might have had a long day. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But this guy making this salad, bro. <laughs> he sat scraping cheese, and he's talking to another like <laughs> server across the way. And I'm like, dude, are you not paying attention, bro? He was scraping cheese for a minute straight, and <laughs> I and I and, and my, I, bro, I, I, without even thinking, I said, "Hey, brother, you think you got enough cheese on there? Because we asked for one without cheese." And I was I'm like, not gonna oh, lie, oh, I, I love barbershop, but I mean, he was literally sitting there, he was fucking jerking that wheel off, bro. Oh, <laughs> dude, I wish I had a photo. I felt like a fucking asshole, and he heard it. <laughs> yeah. And you know when you piss somebody off, you they just have a different look in their eye. Yeah, I felt bad about that one. I mean, <laughs> it was it was disgusting. I, I don't know. Parmesan <laughs> cheese to me is just grotesque. Yeah, I wish I liked it because Parmesan cheese, they, everything they got it, it on everything. Yeah, they put that shit on everything. So that was great though with the parm for me at least. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah.
You, you want you want a leaves with your cheese, bro? That's basically what it was. I've never seen more cheese on one plate in my entire life. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, your stomach. Fucking serial killers and cheese. <laughs> Just the greatest conversation that you could ever have on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I felt like we were gone, but I don't. I don't have anything to talk about besides golf, dude. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like we're really holding back on the golf talk right now. Like, I don't have anything more interesting to say about <laughs> yeah. golf. Like, uh, you know, I guess it's our podcast, my podcast, so I shouldn't feel bad about talking about the things that I want to talk about. We got Bandon. It's finally here. We leave Saturday. We fly in at like five o'clock at night. We play a par three course. We go to bed, we wake up, we play 36 holes every day for four days straight. It's going to be fucking incredible. I don't care how much my feet hurt. I don't care if I hit a bad shot. It is, I haven't been on a proper boys golf trip in years and I am chomping at the bit to get out there, dude. So what's the, what's the shtick with Bandon? Obviously I took so, like two years to get on there, right? But it took two years to get on there. I actually have not done a lot of research in the Bandon. It's kind of like when you are excited to see a movie. It's almost better nowadays to not watch the trailer and go in with zero expectations so that you can be surprised. And that's what it, Guardians 3 was for me. Yeah, I didn't actually, I wasn't a fan of Guardians Volume 2. I thought the original was mm -hmm. almost a perfect movie. And I think Guardians Volume 3 damn near not only might be the best out of the entire Guardians series, but the best, one of the best Marvel movies that has ever been made, and I'm being dead serious. And so the reason why I bring that up, that's kind of how I'm going in abandoned. I don't want to know anything. All I know is it's incredible, and I hopefully, the fact that I have not set expectations for myself, I'll just be blown away by every course, every hole. Uh, but I feel like the conversation around abandoned dunes did not get popularized until the last couple of years, or maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but now I see everybody talking about Bandon. Uh, so I, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I've done everything I can to prepare not only for the Byron Nelson classic, but this golf trip. My goal is to beat rich. Who's like a scratch golfer at least twice on this trip. Mm -hmm. It'll, it'll take me playing really well that, that, that round and him playing just average to do it, but I think I can get it done. I've got more distance on every club I could have ever imagined. On the sim, if I hit it well, I'm carrying the ball 270, which three months ago I was hitting my driver 235 off the tee, if that, which yeah. I, I, I just feel really, really good right now. Mm -hmm. PSA for anybody that has never been on a golf trip with the fellas. I've only been on, like, day trips. Yeah. But... There are few things better in life, I think, than getting off the grid and going on a golf trip. Yeah. And just being fully immersed in it. A hundred percent. You got nothing else to worry about. You know, I, I think the only thing that I need to pay attention to is the drinking because I'm yeah. not informed. I haven't been drinking a lot over the last couple months. And if we're walking as much as we are and I'm trying to take the golf as serious as I am, I, I got to, I got to, it, it's kind of like going to a bachelor party. You can't yeah. just, you're too excited first day, you go balls to the wall, and then you're hurting for the rest of the trip. I'm going to try to take it slow, be responsible, and play some competitive, fun golf. Oh, yeah. I mean, a little double vodka lemonade to warm yourself up, but you're going to be walking. You'll be sweating it out. Yeah. It'll be good. Pretty fired up about all this golf wear that I bought, too. I've never yeah, bought right. golf 
apparel proper. You know, like you go to a clubhouse and you buy a polo or, you know, like the most money that I've ever spent for golf apparel, I would say is probably either in a clubhouse or like a nice pair of Lululemon pants. Mm. But this brand was recommended to me by uh, one of the caddies out uh, in Texas. He's like, it's called Juice. Uh, it's spelled K-J-U-S. Unbelievably expensive. I, I almost like threw up when I opened up uh, on, on my web browser on Safari on my MacBook <laughs> the other day. But I'm like, private dude. Mode. That's the other problem with Bandon. It's like, it's oh, private mode's <laughs> locked in at all times, brother. Uh, but expensive, but, you know, Bandon, it rains a lot. And the high is only 60 degrees and the low is like 50. And it could rain every day while we're there. Mm -hmm. So I bought uh, a jacket, a pair of pants, like a polo and a warm pullover. And, you know, I'm like, dude, if I spend this much money on something, it's I, how good can it actually be? Oh. I put every single article of clothing that I bought on last night, and I could not believe the stretchability and the functionality of how it interacts with your golf swing. I could have been naked, and you know, it's like you don't want anything to be intrusive. You don't want something too tight or gripping or touching. It's like playing Call of Duty uh, at your desk and you've got like the headset wire touching your forearm. You're oh, like, oh yeah. fuck. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I, I, I can't shoot straight with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's hard enough for me. I can't have nothing slowing me down. Brother, it was like that Ned Flanders. It's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Feels like, uh, like a swaddled baby in this, you know? A swaddled baby? Yeah. The fuck is wrong with you, dude? A what do you mean? Oh, like uh, like four Christmases, I'll swaddle this baby, you know, wrap them in cloth. That's what I feel like this is. You know, you come out of the womb, you get wrapped in that cloth for the first time. The skin's fresh and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's nice. It's like the I feel like this is almost like cashmere, but it's not. It's performance. Best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. And the jacket's reversible, dude. Be walking around like construction workers, fucking all white. Mm, wearing a small. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, the pants that I had to order, it doesn't have belt loops, it just says Velcro. It's kind of like ski pants, really. Uh huh. And I'm going through the sizing guide, and I've lost some weight uh, through all this walking I've been doing. And the lowest size was an extra small. I'm like, I shouldn't be wearing an extra small, but that's what they tell me to order. So I order this fucking thing. I'm an extra small in these pants. I'm like a child, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? I gotta put on some weight. A couple more hemp seed smoothies, you know? Hey, bro. <laughs> it's like 600 calories, 50 grams of protein in that bitch, and it tastes delicious. You Got know, it's spinach, greens in there. You know, it's really good for putting on weight. What? Parmesan. <laughs> dude, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> This is this is what our podcast has turned into, just bullshitting about Parmesan cheese. It's the couch. It is the couch. It's, it's bringing couch. it out of us. <laughs> yeah. Might not be the most uh, consumable episode, various topics that people are interested in, mm -hmm. but this is just free-flowing. Yeah. Couch talk. Couch talk. Therapy session. We got to get you to lay down here. Oh, bro, I could do that. <laughs> I could fix that. I could fix that. <laughs> They should make holes too. I brought you some peaches. Shia I brought LaBeouf you some parmesan. Mental hospital and it's back on the mountain with Madame Zeroni. Shia LaBeouf. I was watching Transformers last night. Dude, Shia LaBeouf's goat. a goat. Fucking goat. I don't fucking. I know. There's He's crazy. Things, yeah, you can't. You the, cannot hit women. 
Oh, is that what he, I was going to say? I know there's something he did in the past. I think his ex-girlfriend said that he abused her mentally Ooh. and physically. Can't do that. I, I don't know if he was ever convicted. Doesn't change the fact that somebody said it. This day and age, the internet, headlines, you, I don't know. But all I know is Shia LaBeouf's career, his body of work, he's an incredible actor. But that does not justify hitting women. Point being on Shia LaBeouf, separation of church and state here. Mm -hmm. I'm watching Transformers last night. I didn't think anything about it, but the reason that, that made me think he's the GOAT is he's sitting on the screen with Megan Fox, and he's just absolutely little boying her. I mean, he's just, he stole the entire show. He's fantastic. Shia LaBeouf's an incredible actor, dude. Yeah. So, um, maybe we'll cut how this. Do, how do you think <laughs> actors and actresses film these scenes, dude? Like you, like uh, what what movie was it? Oh, Gone Girl, Ben Affleck, Emily Ratajkowski, Bearskin sitting on him, just torpedoes, brother. <laughs> Have you ever seen this scene? I've, I've seen, seen Gone movie, Girl a million times. I think it's a great movie. I'm not a fan. But of Emily Ratajkowski, bear, nude. <laughs> Sitting on top of you, like, what do you do in that situation? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, <laughs> but I know they got like, uh, like dick sleeves and shit that they put on, <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking koozie for your. What's a dick sleeve, Joe? I don't know. It's like a just tape it down. Yeah, basically, just tape it between your legs like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. and does what it's told. But. Uh, like, there's all those rumors about, like, there's no way there's not a little bit of sexual tension there, unless she hates Ben Affleck. Can you feel the tension in the air? I'm just saying. I <laughs> don't know. Sure. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I could, my wife could be a famous actress in filming these scenes in these movies. No. Can't Absol do it. Absolutely not. Like, wh who's this girl, Sydney Sweeney? I never, I haven't watched Euphoria, but. I she's gotten really popular. I don't really know her background. She's a beautiful woman, but she was filming a rom com with this other actor, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. I don't know him either. Top Gun. But they. Oh yeah. He's like. Uh, and his fucking name Hangman. Oh okay. Yeah. And his girlfriend unfollowed not only Sydney Sweeney but him on Instagram. Oh yeah. And then they show all these behind the, behind the scenes photos of them just cozied up in the water filming a scene like that that would be my biggest fear is like you spend eight Sick. months on set with this somebody and if you're filming a rom-com you're obviously close chatting touching yeah the That's, mind wanders dude it's not be it's not a lifestyle that i'd want to live i guess we, we know what's happening i guess you, know. you pay for it you know that lifestyle making all that money don't have any privacy a, a lot of I don't need to talk to you, Siri. I've got Joe. <laughs> I don't know, brother. Um, Emily Ratajkowski, bro. She's a beautiful woman. She is. <laughs> We're doing absolutely nothing right now. What else has happened? What else did you write down? Uh, Kai Sinai at Speed launched a new live show. Yeah, what's the show going to be? I'm not really sure. It's just going to be some live streaming on Rumble in terms of what the context of the show is. They didn't give like too many details on it. Rumble, what the fuck yeah. is Rumble? Rumble is another streaming I platform. That was like a bo boxing thing. Yeah, I actually was curious if you knew anything about it when I was looking into it, but it's I don't just know what the fuck's. It's going another on. live stream platform that like champions free speech, but they've 
the then what is kick? Well, it's just also the same thing, but the exact same interface as Twitch. Different interface, not stake backed. They have a stigma though, because that's where like Andrew Tate and fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, hey, Ross. No, uh, Sneeko. Sneeko. Go do all their like live streaming shit. Gotcha. So, just another instance in the uh, platform wars. I think it's smart. They're building some IP that they can yeah. go and sell. You know, I feel like those guys have just printed cash off subs and viewership alone, but mm -hmm. you make some real money if you build IP, sell brand sponsors against it. I think that's a smart decision. I mean, both of those guys have such a uh, a chokehold on the industry right now. Mm -hmm. Band up, do something great together. I mean, they had on Kai's announcement, too, I think they had, like, 20 different, like, rappers and hip-hop artists, like... Drake commented Meek Mill, 21 Savage reposted it. That's fucking sick, man. Good Seems for them. Like, I mean, yeah. Everybody's behind them, supporting it, which is sweet. And they're just continuing to take over. I love that. Good for them. Yeah. About to make some real cash I yeah. mean, on top of what they've already made. Yeah. I wonder what the show's going to be. Mm -hmm. Like, what What is the run of show look like? Are they just going to react to shit? Is it going to be a podcast? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. What else you got? Uh, Good for them. Congrats. What are your thoughts? Uh, Aurora Borealis. <laughs> what are your thoughts? All I know is it rhymes with Cialis. Business. Ethics. Ethics. I'll tell you what, it was that damn Sasquatch. That damn Sasquatch. I um, like this couch. You what? I like this couch. I like this setup. I'm getting more comfortable for sure in it. But, okay. I'm, I want to talk about the Lord of the Rings MMO, but... We can talk about. I don't want to fucking talk about that, too. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I mean, I, I, I swear, for the last 16 years, I've heard about a, legal, uh, a Lord of the Rings MMO like a million times. Where the fuck is it? They made, they came out with something. In the cloud. But it's in your cloud cache. I don't play MMOs, dude. I can't talk about it. Uh, Yeah, I just fucking get a fucking like boner so every time. I talk about Now I ain't got fucking nothing. Uh, Elon's stepping down. Elon's stepping down. I don't have any insight to that. Oh, yeah, he's stepping down as a Twitter CT CEO. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. All this shit. What time is it? We've been going for an hour. I, don't I feel wanna, like we. I don't want to leave yet. No, I don't either. Yeah, to hold these employees hostage. So you know what I'm gonna do? Nice. I'm going to do this. Wex is back. Wex used to produce all our podcasts at the beginning of 100 Thieves. And, Shout out, uh, Wex. Who's on paternity leave. I'm back, baby. I don't know if this is the best what, yeah, episode for him to watch. Yeah, what a first episode to come back to. Yeah, I feel I feel <laughs> unprepared. I, I went to the driving range this morning at 6 a.m. and I was thinking the entire time what we were going to talk about. But nothing was really rattling around. I was like, well, well, hopefully we'll figure this one out. I don't think I did. Well, it's just the same shit every week. Playoffs. The internet did is... Did you say we had some shit to react to? I thought we were going to, but James isn't here, so I don't know. Maybe he's sick or something. Who? James. JHB? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the internet's a shit show. There's a bunch of skins selling for a lot of money on Counter-Strike. Uh, Kai, Aiden, and Speed make a different headline every two weeks. And uh, golf in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. So, Guardians Volume Three, fucking amazing! I'm you excited have to, to see, see it. it, brother. That was like Guardians One. All right, 
because we have nothing to talk about. I'm going to get on my soapbox here about Guardians real quick. Um, Let's do it. You got a Zen, actually? Fuck yeah, I got let a me, Zen. Let me see one of these before I get Which, in there. Yeah, dude. Good thing you got to get you fueled I got to get these synapses firing. Yeah, brother, here you go. <clears throat> and it's sweet, sweet. The body of Christ. Nicotine. <laughs> Jesus died for me to eat these Zens. <laughs> That's it's kind of crazy when you think panic about attacks it like from that. ripping my pen too heavy. Um, I'm sure that's exactly what he's thinking about would be happening three thousand years later. Mm-hmm. Two, two, uh, wait, <laughs> two thousand twenty-three years later. Is that how BC works? AD after Christ after death? I don't fucking know. motherfuckers turn in. I went to nine years of Catholic school. I don't remember shit. Nothing except for transubstantiation. It's the process in which. The bread and the wine turn into the body and blood of Christ. Were you one of the kids I'd be sucking that wine? When nah, you I never, there? dude. Are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, I, I would, I would watch a hundred old men and women call and fucking lick the <laughs> rim of this thing, sucking on this thing, and all this priest does is wipe it with the same cloth that he has wiped it seventy-five times. I ain't drinking that wine. Or that blood. <laughs> Bro, it is, man, Catholic school is weird, dude. It's another one. But I don't know if I want to get onto the topics of religion because I, yeah. I respect everybody's religious beliefs as long as it does not harm other people. But the, like, every Sunday I got to go eat this body and blood of Christ and hold up a golden chalice to this <laughs> priest. Like, dude, what? Yeah, this guy that was too fucking lazy to get a real job. So I just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> called by God. I might become a fucking priest with on the route up there. <laughs> Beth, I'm had my work. You're basically Johnny days. Sins at this point, dude. <laughs> yeah. Serial killer, podcast host, priest to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know but, if you can take on that vocation, brother. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Why do we do that? Every Sunday. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to Guardians. I'm holding up a candle next to this altar while he reads from the Bible, dude. <laughs> Be like, oh, let me get 500 people in a room so that, and I just have to force them to listen to me talk for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> kind of like this, honestly. Then they send a plate around like, hey, can we get some money? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? They go, like, oh, we're the richest organization on the entire planet and own the most property, but here, all of you that are can barely afford your own living, let me pass this basket around. So we used to call it the Father Tony Ferrari Fund back in the day. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so um, maybe we shouldn't talk about the Catholic Church. They're coming for us. My grandma's the ears are probably burning right now. Same. But to rot in hell. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Guardians. Guardians. So similarly, I thought Guardians 1 was like one of the best movies I'd ever seen at the time. I mean... I won't give. I won't put it up there, but same thing. No expectations going into it. But I will say, and I'm really excited to see Guardians three. As much as I love Guardians, I think that they low key ruined movies a little bit. Like the MCU in in totality. MCU in general, for sure, in terms of like the economics of it and everybody chasing like big tentpole CGI movies. But, like, the humor, like, Guardians was, like, the first movie that did a really good job of, like, not taking itself seriously, and the humor was great. The first superhero movie. Yeah. But 
you could look back at Iron Man. They didn't take that too seriously. It was kind of a mix of fun and action. Well, the first Iron with Man. With a deep storyline. First Iron Man was awesome, but he was just like super macho. Yeah, the origin like, stories of most superhero movies, like the first movie are normally yeah. the best in my opinion. But then as soon as Guardians came out and did well, every other movie started to like put that humor into it. Yeah. Like Star Wars The Last Jedi followed the same thing, and it was, you know, one of the reasons I am no longer a Star Wars fan, and I think that was the worst movie of all time, the biggest letdown. Yeah. It was because they got fucking... I see Luke, what you're saying. They got Luke Skywalker milking aliens and, like, being like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be a dark fucking film. Did you then, watch all of the original Star Wars movies, though? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you feel like you are educated and informed enough to say that that first new Star Wars movie was awful in comparison to what they've done in the past. Second one. The second one, sorry. Yeah, first one I thought was great, but you got Anakin killing kids, becoming Darth Vader. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Look back on that. I'm 10 years old watching that. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And I'm looking back, and I'm like, damn, like George Lucas, <laughs> kind of a madman for put, <laughs> just letting that one fly. Like, he's just slaughtering children? He's like in the cut room. He's like, you know what? Like, we're going to have Anakin just slaughter like 200 kids. I don't, just, gonna, see, I don't remember we're gonna, that. We're going to ship that. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, though. I Like, I don't know, again, if the MCU in totality, I don't know why I like that word right now, totality, <laughs> but it, I went deep in the books for that one. Mm -hmm. Um. I can, I think the best comparison you can make is like Thor. Like yeah. the original Thor, I actually thought Thor 2 was pretty good. I thought it was better than the original. But then Thor 3, uh, or wait, was there four Thor movies? There's four. Yeah, the Ragnarok was, I thought Ragnarok was really good too. They did a good job. But the last Thor was just like, whoa, what the fuck? I mean, they tried so hard. I think they just tried too hard to be funny and interesting at the same time. I didn't hate it. But I'll tell you what, Quantum Mania was a trip. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, I, I just feel like there's been a lot of negative connotation around Marvel right now during like, what are we in? Phase three? This is the start of phase three now? Phase five. Okay. Phase five, dude. We're about to find the next creator. Um, Guardians <laughs> three was fucking unbelievable, is all I'm trying to say. But I hear, yeah. I, I, I thought Guardians two was dog shit. This ego thing. Like, come on. Yeah. Guardians 3, uh, instant classic. I want to watch it again. It's the first time in a long time where I'm like, dude, I got to go back to the theater and watch that again. Yeah, I'm excited to go see it. Um, What's this fucking kid from Maze Runner? He's in every movie now. Uh, Ian Poulter? Ian Poulter? Is that... Did I just... Is that a golfer? Whiff What's his name? Will Poulter. Will Poulter. That's oh, the dude from... Uh Fucking whatever the family movie was with Jason Sudeikis. We're the Millers. Yeah. Was that a... Is is he a Adam Warrior in that movie? Who is he? Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock? Yeah, they teamed him at the end of uh, Guardians 2. Yeah, he would... Bro. Oh. You know how, like, the Dark Knight starts with action right away, mm -hmm. and it just grips you? Like, yeah. some movies try to do that, and it's just shallow. It doesn't really hit. Yeah. The beginning of Guardians 3, the first 10 minutes are unbelievable. And Will Poulter does a great job as Adam Warlock. Fuck yeah. Dude, it's so good. I can't get over how, how much I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, what are we watching right now? Uh, Ted Lasso, the new season has been stellar. I haven't watched anything on Apple TV yet. Oh, Apple TV's got hits, brother. Mm -hmm. Apple TV, they have done such a great job. <laughs> Shrinking was incredible. Uh, mm -hmm. This... this 
This show, uh, the last time I saw you or something, or the last thing I told you with, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Gardner, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like a great thriller. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. uh, what else did we watch? You're watching Succession? Succession is fucking awesome, too. Mm -hmm. So much good TV happening right now. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I think we talked about it a little bit, but... I like that Netflix started the wave of releasing everything at one time because I, they're so I so badly do I want to binge these shows, but it does <laughs> it is nice to have something to look forward to. Like, oh, it's Wednesday, I'm gonna get a new episode of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh, it's Friday, I'm gonna get a new episode of this other series with Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. It's like Apple. I, oh, you, oh, you know what I got Haley watching? Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender for the first time. Really? Yeah. Wow, you got really excited about that. Dude, I mean, that show is fucking elite. Bro, I'm like, honey, you were born in 92. So was I. What the fuck were you doing? You weren't watching Nickelodeon, bro? Like, what? What? So Avatar The Last Airbender, it's kind of, it's one of those shows that you, since we play a lot of Marvel Snap on the couch, you can watch it, but you don't need to be locked in to yeah. know what's going on. That's one of my least favorite things about anime, uh -huh. where it's like, I have to be locked in. Yeah. To read the subtitles the entire time. I think Appa and Momo, <laughs> you could argue that they are two of the best, like, complimentary characters in, like, animated television history. I'm just thinking of Appa memes going through my head right now. I haven't seen a lot of Appa memes. <laughs> Appa, yep, yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> then shit hits the fan. Um, but. But. But, uh. But, uh. <laughs> You mind your business with your fucking sweater over there, right? Hey, your small, bro. <laughs> your small sweater. It feels great. Yeah. yeah. You need it for golf. I'm deflecting. It's a place of jealousy. That was fantastic fabric. Thank you. That shit, that shit should have a thread count. I like your honesty. So nice. That was actually a pretty witty text last night. He's like, that thing looks like it should have a thread count. Reesh. Um, what were we just talking about? Guardians 3 and Apple TV. Oh, scheduled programming. <laughs> Uh, not that this is super... Right as Joe said, <laughs> scheduled programming, that is when everybody clicked off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. This has been the most riveting episode that we've ever recorded. Oh, it is good, but it is filling. That's the second time he's used that quote today. <laughs> not everybody's heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't made it, it hasn't rounded all the bases nope, yet, dude. It hasn't, hasn't, so, you know, it's like a tall glass of warm milk, it's not for everybody. <laughs> It's definitely not. Or Parmesan cheese. Or Parmesan cheese. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm trying to think what else is I don't want to go do real work, so I'm just <laughs> going to sit here for a little bit. I don't care how long this is. I'm trying to think what if else. If you have is... meetings to go to, feel free, but just keep the cameras rolling. I'm not leaving. I'm trying to think what else is going on in my life. Oh, he did? Doc Rivers got fired? Yep. Well... Listen, I actually love Doc Rivers, but I feel terrible. He is going to be on his deathbed like 20 years from now. He has lost more Game 7s than any coach in like NBA history. How many trips? 10? Bro, can you imagine? Holy shit. He's got to like wake up with cold sweats the night before Game 7. Like, please, dear God. Well, I mean. I know how it feels to lose in the finals. Like, it's so hard to get to the finals in esports. And then the NBA, like, in the playoffs for the teams that he's had underneath his leadership. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he has just gotten so unbelievably unlucky. I mean, it's got to be a combination of the two in some way or yeah. another. You cannot lose that many Game 7s. 
But I, I feel bad for him. I mean, they went six minutes without scoring a bucket in game seven. <sighs> I don't know, brother. That's just got to be like a very tough burden to bear uh, when your career is going to be all said and done. He's got a couple chips, though. Does he? The Celtics. Just one? What, like Kevin Garnett, KG, Ray Allen? Yeah. Paul Pierce? Yeah. Yeah, I think just one. Doc Rivers got fired, man. Rest in peace. Monty Williams got uh, gassed, too. I can't believe they fired Monty Williams, bro. Like <laughs> Crazy. The guy has been an unbelievable coach for the last three years. Yeah. Nick Nurse got fired uh, from the Raptors. He was coach of the year like two years ago. Dwayne Casey got let go from the Pistons. Jesus, man. It's bloodbath in these sh- NBA streets. I think we have the draft lottery tonight. We do. Really? Mm-hmm. Game one of the... Lakers game as well, obviously. But Did you see this clip of Bryce James, his latest, like, not mixtape, but highlights from uh, one of his AAU games? Mm-mm. Bro, he looks like a dog. Dude, already. he's going to be nasty. Bro, he just, he did this crazy turnaround that they showed a clip of LeBron. Like, he didn't add that to his bag until, like, the second half of his career. Yeah. This kid's doing it at, like, 15 years old, bro. Yeah. And it looks so smooth. It's a Steph effect. I mean, Bronny can shoot too. I mean, Bron- Bronny's a sniper. Yeah. But Bryce is a little bigger. Yeah, he He's is. He's going to grow into his body. Yeah, he shot up. Man, nothing would be greater than to watch like Bryce and Bronny James dominate the basketball world, have uh, Steph's kid grow up, uh, Cannon Curry. That I mean, bro, if if Cannon. you have a name like Cannon Curry, you got to make it to the NBA, bro, and just yeah. lighten up the stat sheet. Such a sick name. I can't wait to see if Charlie Woods, like... Oh, he's going to be fucking disgusting. I was... I felt like we were teased when we went back to this. Uh, I think it's PMC. Uh, they play the PNC Championship. They play a scramble, mm-hmm. and right before, like Charlie Woods, like if you look at his forearms compared to last year when he played, he looks so much bigger. But he hurt his ankle right before the tournament. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this kid. Like every every year, I feel like I'm just waiting. Like they're in like the hyperbolic time chamber. Literally. Kids hitting puberty, swing speed is going through the roof, and they're just coming into their own. <laughs> Tiger said that Charlie out drove him uh, for the first time ever the other day. This kid's Fuck. like 14, 13 years old, carrying yeah. the ball 265. Dude. Took me 30 years to figure that shit out. Ah, oh, brother. I don't think there's anything cooler than professional athletes having children that end up following in their footsteps. You know, obviously, I don't want anybody to feel forced to do that. But when it happens, it happens, and it's fucking incredible. I wish when I was a kid, I'm probably 100% going to be, like, I'm 100% making my kids golf a lot and, like, play basketball and maybe hockey. But I played, like, football and lacrosse or, like, pad sports growing up. Yeah, no wonder. And now all I do is play pickup basketball and golf. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. When the like, fucking, when is the last time you played pickup basketball? I'm calling cap. Well, it's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> but you're not actively. Sports, the only sports I play are golf and, you know, pickup. <clears throat> yeah. So. I, I, I really, you know, the kids' conversation has got a lot more serious between Haley and I. And the biggest thing that I've told her, whether it's a boy or a girl, I just want them to be competitive with something mm. in their life. Like, uh, I, I, I'm just so competitive with anything that I do. I think it'll be really hard for me to see my children not want something badly. Are you going to get them dialed up on a gaming setup early? You know, a lot know. of people have asked me that. And 
I think it really depends on what happens on the internet over the next couple of years. Because we we had a great conversation about them regulating what kids can see on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's just so, so much fucked up shit that can just pop up no matter how guarded you might be with parental controls and using these platforms as best as you and safely as you can as a parent, there's, it's just still too easy to see shit that kids should not be seeing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we were talking to actually one of the execs at AT&T and she was talking about her daughter playing Minecraft and Roblox. And she's at the age now where she wants to be social with her friends on these games. And I'm like, you know what? Just set up a private Discord server, you know? It's the only server that she can access, and nobody else can find their way in there. I don't know if that's foolproof enough, but I want my kids to play games, but I also want them to experience a world outside that I didn't do enough of. It'll really depend on what they want, you know? I'm just there to guide them and make sure that they're a good person overall. As long as they're kind and patient, not not necessarily patient, just kind in general, I'll try to foster growth in any area they, they want to explore. Mm. But I will do my damnedest to make sure that they take a liking to golf. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wish, you know, <clears throat> my dad and my mom were incredible parents, but I will say I wish that my dad would have openly explained things to me uh, better. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when my kid is nine, 10 years old, I will have a really easy time talking to them. Like, listen, you, we, we just went to the driving range or we played nine holes. You might be, fu- you might be miserable right now. Maybe you're frustrated because you're seeing your dad just hit darts, <laughs> throwing darts at the green. Hopefully I'm still doing that yeah. or bombing it. Like I would get frustrated watching my dad and my brother hit the ball far, and I just couldn't do it. I hated fucking walking. Like, I hated so much of golf when I was younger. And then when, as I got older, I realized, like, what it's actually all about and the patience and what it, what, what the time that it takes to get better and fall in love with that process. If I can take all the things that I've learned about who I am and how I uh, experience things and explain that to them patiently, it'll get them where they need to be, hopefully. Yeah. Did that make sense? Was that coherent? Yeah. Like, just sitting down and talking. Like, you're frustrated right now. You might hate it. But listen to me. We're going to go get an ice cream cone. We're going to come back. We're going to try it again next week. Yeah. And we'll see. But I think you really, you're just going to have to trust me. You're really going <laughs> to like this one day. You might not like it right now. And I'm going to do my best to make it fun. But I promise you, just stick with me. You're going to love it. Yeah. I was like, I took, like, some golf lessons when I was a kid. And I was like, I don't really want to go to these. My dad's like, well, I don't want to drive you. So... <laughs> great we'll wrap those up like all good yeah <laughs> same thing with hockey it was like 5 a.m practices when you're a little kid it's the only nice time you can get and i was like dad i, I don't want to go to hockey practice he's like i don't want to fucking get up at five in the morning to take you either <laughs> like we're not built for this this like we grow up playing hockey like greek immigrant like <laughs> yeah but you know what <laughs> even though we're joking around about like actually not going like it clearly shows that your dad was laid back and fun to be around. Oh and yeah, for that's sure. how you are now. Well, that's why. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't blame him for it because he's like, I'm not gonna like make my kid do what he doesn't want to do. But 
Now looking back on it, I'm gonna 100% make my kid golf a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I just, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. But that's too damn bad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah, you just got to be open and honest and talk to them like real people. And I think you know, it's I think it's naive for me to say that everything's gonna be sunshine and rainbows. But the idea of having a higher purpose in me and Haley's life, like I've loved the last four years. I can't wait for our wedding and for our lives to continue to grow together but the idea of raising a child which used to scare the living shit out of me somebody that has been grown from like our dna and we get to shape and mold how they experience the world Mm -hmm. uh, i'm pretty damn excited for that i think we'll be really really good parents yeah i think me and Haley have a great dynamic that's fun lighthearted. we don't take anything too seriously but the things that we do we can, you know, lock in and take care of those things. Yeah. But I just want them to be, you know, fun, lighthearted, and hopefully get them where they need to go. Yeah, for sure. All right. As much as I don't want to leave because I don't want to do real work and the podcast is fun, I got to let these hard workers behind us just listening to our rambling bullshit go, and we got to save some memory on these SD cards. Uh... I think we're experiencing the fatigue of doing a podcast every week. I mean, we were gone for two and we still did not really have anything of actual substance to talk about other than bullshit. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I feel like the reason why we see so many successful podcasts from like comedians is because they can make anything funny and entertaining. Um, We need to work on that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> all right we need to patrol the internet this week oh wait i'm not gonna be here next week <clears throat> fuck oh my god <laughs> i mean the quest i mean I, I think we i got a board meeting wednesday photo shoot friday we got partners in on thursday it's gonna be a long week nah. i'm trying to figure out if there was any reason to film another episode for next week to keep people help hold them over but i don't know what the fuck i truly don't know what the fuck we would talk about I think some segments. You got to go play some video game. We need some segments. I think some segments. I mean, like us answering those questions were great. Yeah. yeah. Um. We can get crafty. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, Joe. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you guys have a fantastic day. This is Joe Callis and Matthew Nate Shot Haig signing off. YouTube. We'll see you, Fudge, later. Goodbye. <laughs>